0: What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It gives me great pleasure to welcome you back once again to Fighting Five with Fire, the AJ Rose Show. At time of recording, it is, you know, 11 p.m. on Wednesday, June 21st. 2017, happy summer solstice everybody, and with me in my room here in Rosendale, Massachusetts is longtime subscriber, one of the OG supporters of Fighting Fire with Fire and an old Jew Camp Grossman Camp, shout out Grossman Camp, homie Gavi Kaplan. Gavi, say hi to the people. Ooh, what up, people?
1: I just have to say it is actually 11.02. There's a lot of fake news in the building
0: these days, so we got to be accurate here. Um, got to gotta let the people know. Yeah, the, main, uh, the, main, <laughs> the mainstream media, the MSM, man, they're really out to get you. They're so lying about we, the time. We could talk about any number of things today. We are going to primarily talk about the NBA draft and the Boston Celtics because we're diehard Celtics fans. But first and foremost, Daniel Day-Lewis. Announced his retirement from acting yesterday. I don't know if you heard this, and I don't even know if you are you a, are you a proponent of like if if I I said I set you up with a curveball. Yeah, right that's off fine.
1: The I I am one of the few who is not a fan of Daniel Day Lewis, just because I have not seen many of his movies. Right. The one I have seen is Gangs of New York, and right. obviously that is a classic. I have not seen Lincoln. But are you a fan of Bill the Butcher?
0: I am. That's an American hero right there. We will miss watching Daniel Day-Lewis act. As someone who has not seen too many movies, but Gangs of New York is one of the the must-sees, and the other is There Will Be Blood, Mm -hmm. which if you have not seen it, uh, I think... I think at the end of the day if you took all the movies that have come out since the year 2000 it's probably the best movie of the 21st century wow yeah it's quite a quite a recommendation and the the best Paul Thomas Anderson movie and there are a lot of really good Paul Thomas Anderson movies Boogie Nights is probably still my favorite Mm -hmm. but There Will Be Blood is the best well that's some real news
1: if I've ever heard it I'll have to check uh,
0: that out at at 60 years old I feel like Daniel Day-Lewis still has time to take five years off and then decide he wants to come back I think he will
1: method acting will certainly miss him but he might be back we never know
0: and And speaking of methods, we have a lot of NBA teams going in a lot of different directions for tomorrow night's 2017 NBA Draft. I want to give a quick apology to Dan Perez and Elliot Bruce, (laughs) both of whom I half-heartedly said we should do NBA NBA Draft preview podcasts. I apologize to both Dan and Elliot who have been on this podcast before. We will do a draft recap together. I promise, Dan. I promise, Elliot. We will recap these picks after they have been made and whatever other shenanigans go down tomorrow. But... Gavi, is there, is there a team that you're most excited about seeing what they're going to do tomorrow? Because I don't think that a lot of the teams uh, 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 who are picking in the top ten are actually that exciting. Certainly not the Philadelphia 76ers, because there's no drama as to who they're going to take, number one. They've made it very clear that they're going to take Washington guard Markel Fultz. So is there another team in the top five or the top ten that you're excited to see what they do?
1: I'm gonna say number one. I've got two teams. Number one is the New York Knicks. Um, especially with we're all the Porzingis. Yes. So especially with all the Porzingis talk, um, there has been some chatter that uh, Phil Jackson, the Zen Master, met with uh, what is his name, Lori, Lori Markkanen. Lori Markkanen. However, sure. Markkanen, whatever you pronounce that name, was um, projected
0: to go somewhere in that seven to ten range. Yes.
1: So they were saying that if Porzingis gets moved, that that will be the pick. Uh, there's also been some rumors about Dennis Smith, who I really do not know much about. From NC State, the guard, yes. yeah. So as as a Celtics fan, I would like to see Porzingis get moved to us. Yeah, uh, that, I, that I, I nice. don't
0: know um, how serious Phil Jackson is about moving him. I don't know how serious Porzingis is about wanting to get traded. Ultimately, I do not think he'll get moved because it would just be such idiocy for them to move him. It would be Because I, I don't know how they could possibly get 100 cents on the dollar for a guy that young, but... I think the the logic in trading Porzingis has a lot to do with the fact that seven foot three basketball players are more prone to injury than the average basketball player, which is fairly prone anyway. So you're you're you don't want to end up a year or two from now having Porzingis be hurt and unhappy with the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, I don't know why you would trade him because his talent is exactly he is the ultimate wet dream of a stretch five to have in the NBA and. If he were to end up on the Celtics, I think I would pass out and wake up wearing a Porzingis jersey. And he he is everything you said, and that's that's
1: exactly why I think the uh, the Knicks should and will trade him because they are the Knicks and they always always do something weird. Um, and second to the Knicks are the Sacramento Kings, is yeah, probably the most dysfunctional franchise in the NBA who
0: have both picks five and five ten.
1: and ten. And I think that's very interesting. Um what they will do with those I have no idea, but, but I think they're gonna do something. The first
0: question I'll pose to you is if you were so let's let's play out the first four picks of the draft. We are assuming that in some order, well okay Marco Fultz to the Sixers Fultz and Lon- is number one. Lonzo Ball to the Lakers, number we're two. assuming. And then, in some order, Jason Tatum and Josh Jackson at mm-hmm. three and four to yes. the Celtics and the Suns, unless the Celtics trade the pick. But even if that pick gets traded, I'm assuming Jackson and Tatum are the picks at three and four. So if yes. you're the Kings and those four players are off the board, who would you take as the number five guy?
1: Um, I think with they've got Scal, Scal Labassiere, and Collie Stein has actually kind of come up. So I think the pick, either Malik Monk or De'Aaron Fox. Um, Now, my dream scenario is that they pick either one of those guys with number five and it would probably be De- De'Aaron, De'Aaron Fox, oh, yeah. yeah. And then my dream scenario is get that the other guy? yeah, him Malik Monk it. slips to number ten, which would be pretty sick. You could have a little Kentucky yeah. reunion Malik, there.
0: Malik Monk and De'Aaron Fox being on the same team in the pros yep. would be especially so much fun,
1: especially if you got Scal and um, Willie Cauley Stein, who are both Kentucky Holy crap, alumni. That's you could so just so have much blue. You could just have a lot of Kentucky over there in uh, Sacramento, which I would very much enjoy to watch. Too bad they traded um, Boogie.
0: Yep, now... It's just all the Kentucky.
1: Something else they could do... uh, Now, I really don't think because they are the Kings and because just like the Knicks, they are weird. They never do what we're going to think they're going to do. I don't think they're going to keep both of those picks. I don't know which one they're going to try to trade. I really don't think they will. Uh, They're a young team, so they have motivation to basically, if there was, a, if this was a normal franchise run by a normal guy not named Vavrovitz, uh, name? v- 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 yeah. Oh my God! Like, if they were a normal franchise, I think they'd keep both those picks. I think this is a good year. Yeah, to, take two swings to take those guys. Um, that being said, I don't think they will. Um, I really do think they'll go with De'Aaron at number five, but I think they'll try something with the with the tenth. Um, I think you can't. This this is a point guard heavy draft. Um, and the Kings, they are in very much need of some guards and some wings. Um,
0: they're in need of yeah, everything you know. They're in like, need of a lot, you know. Like you probably said, probably the sc- worst. Scal, Scal and Kali Stein are raw big men, but they are big men who mm-hmm. suit where the NBA is going. Colly Stein could be, you know, some somewhere in the range of a poor man's DeAndre. Yeah, if, if things scale out for him. Yeah, I was so, I was
1: impressed with what he did offensively. With I, DeMarcus gone, because I thought coming into the NBA, that was his whole thing. Was he's he's great I, on defense, completely raw on offense. But he had a few
0: like eighteen and ten games. Fr- there. Frankly, frankly, I would love if the Celtics found a way to get Collie Stein. Just Me throwing too. that out there. Assuming they don't trade, they do not trade for Porzingis. Yeah. Uh, one other monkey wrench I wanted to throw in there is if the Celtics do trade for Porzingis, there would be a scenario where they might give up the number three pick in order mm-hmm. to, uh, and and other assets in order to get him. In which case, that would be the ultimate place for the Malik Monk and De'Aaron Fox yeah, to for, have, because uh, yes. them being together on an NBA team is fun enough, them being on an NBA team in MSG together yeah, we'll just and, be, oh and, and taking God. over New York is is kind of, as a basketball fan, I think that it's hard to deny that the NBA is more fun when the Knicks are good than I when agree. the Lakers are good, yeah. and so I think Lonzo is, is the easiest way for the Lakers to get good, and... Uh, Malik Monk by hook or by crook should end up on the Knicks. I really want to see him have a couple of heat check games mm-hmm. at the garden this year. Uh I also think Monk is gonna be like in a in a league that is still bereft of two guards. I don't mm-hmm. know how this happens. I don't know why there aren't more good two guards in the NBA. It's been the case for the last five years. But he could be the sixth or seventh best shooting guard in short Yep. In short order. Yep. Uh do you think that the Celtics are going to take Jason Tatum or Josh Jackson with the third pick? Um, I
1: do. I think and they will... and who
0: should they pick?
1: Now, I was saying earlier, I think Josh Jackson and Jalen Brown would play very well together. They are both clones of each other. They are the same player, at least right now. I think Jalen Brown is definitely more NBA bodied up um, My- from that. But I think Jason Tatum is the go to scorer that we need. Um, he's got that isolation. You say
0: we because you're a diehard Celtics guy. Yeah. Oh
1: yeah, we, you know, this is a, this is a Celtics podcast. There, it's, it's we,
0: there's bias. <laughs> there's
1: definitely some green goggles being worn. But this is an interesting scenario. So I was thinking about this earlier. Uh, the Lakers have shown a lot of interest in jo- Josh, Jackson. And I know the D'Angelo Russell trade kind of derails this line of thinking, but bear with me for a moment. What if the Lakers pick, uh, Jackson? Jackson with number two. What do the Celtics do because Lonzo Ball is available and we're obviously not going to pick Lonzo Ball because we just traded the number 1 pick which would have been a point guard. So, who do you think jumps in the mix if the Lakers go with Josh Jackson and wow. then the Celtics I think they Celtics would I Ball. think
0: I really really do think they would take Lonzo
1: Ball. You think so? You think he's the. I, however, I
0: think, however, I think this is uh, you said bear with me. I do I don't see any scenario where especially after the D'Angelo yeah, Russell trade t- that, that the Lakers yeah. don't take him.
1: Yep. Um Maybe Chris Paul
0: signs with the Lakers. Chris Paul.
1: (laughs) Just kidding. He's not going to do that. This little cross-town betrayal. Chris
0: Chris, Chris Paul uh, is going to... He he helped negotiate this new collective bargaining agreement that favors superstars and allows them to sign for this, like, Supermax. And he is going to... Use his own negotiations and sign for five years $200 million. I think he, he that, will. that is what he's, is happening. He's
1: one of the original, the Banana Boat Squad. Yeah, he's, he's part of he the Banana this, Boat Squad. The Super Team. But anyway, back to the I actual think, draft. Yes, I think Jason Tatum. So I, I am a an avid Duke hater. My aunt went to UNC. Go Tar Heels. Um, I they're have, so fun to hate. They are so fun to hate. They. Uh, I remember when the mock drafts where this was, before, you know, while the college season was going on. They a lot of them had Grayson Allen going to the Celtics, and I almost shot myself. I was not. Yeah. I hated that, but that being said, Jason Tatum reminds me a lot of Jabari Parker. He'd Mm -hmm. bring the scoring, he'd bring the rebounding, he'd bring the height and the toughness, which I think this team needs, especially uh, next to Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart, and this kind of bulldog mentality that we've developed with a lot of our young players. I think he'd fit in well with that. I also think Josh Jackson would, that being said... My pick would be to go who is the better shooter, and that's obviously Jason Tatum. Tatum. That being said, as well, um, Danny Ainge uh, has been known to not go with the best Scorer, shooter, yeah, shoot not not score. You know, he picked Terry Rozier back in uh, twenty fifteen. Uh, shout out to that. I stayed up till four a.m. I was in Israel. I stayed up till four a.m. to watch that draft <laughs> and was wildly disappointed with that. That being said, even Rozier, though even
0: though we like Terry Rozier, Rozier like has pulled has it, it together for off. sure.
1: He has. He's got some good dunks. He's much more fun in NBA two K. He will dunk everything, and he's just one of the more um, fun
0: re- guards to watch. Rebounds in the is. whole league. What he other guard
1: out. other than Magic Johnson is going to get you eight rebounds a game? Uh, I think I immediately take that back now that I think about it. What rebounds a game? <laughs> right anyway, here, yeah. you know, you
0: know, Russell Westbrook totally didn't just average double digit rebounds. No, anyway, he did not do that. Anyway, <laughs> I I agree with you about taking Tatum. the The two red flags to me are the fact that he seemed kind of lackadaisical on defense when he was a Duke, and at the very least, if you're gonna be a bad defender on the Celtics, the 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 bar that Brad Stevens has set in the the culture that he's created for this team is to try. Like, every player on the Celtics, whether it's Jarebko, Tyler Zeller, Kelly Olenek, uh, Isaiah, everybody tries. They do. And and, and are trying to put themselves in the right spot. So if Tatum does that, being 6'8 with a 6'11 wingspan, he can be an average defender.
1: I think so, and I think in our current system, that is all you may need Uh, to succeed and also the silver lining is let's say he doesn't pan out let's say he's not as as good defensively but he's an elite scorer you can always trade him you can always as we saw um with D'Angelo Russell kind of getting dumped like there's there's no you know and even Anthony Bennett got another chance every (laughs) every player uh who's a high lottery pick I think has a future in this in this league uh, maybe with the exception of Bennett, because his second Ugh. chance didn't really pan out. R.I.P. R.I.P.
0: Anthony Bennett's career, man. What Jesus. a what a weird pick. And well, a I mean, I yeah, you get the Cavs should have taken Oladipo. In yeah. fact, it's a great what if for the the rest of the franchise, honestly, because they yep. wouldn't have had to give Oladipo up in the uh, mm-hmm. Wiggins Love trade. Anyway, anyway, anyway.
1: Speaking of what ifs, there's one thing I want to touch on. I was thinking of Twitter has been going off with this. uh, trade and everyone's saying the process is now finished now, now that now they have Embiid and Simmons and Fultz and Fultz, that that's apparently the core um I remember a few years ago when Jabari Parker was on the cover of Sports Illustrated as a high schooler touted as the next LeBron and the next big thing and while Jabari Parker is a very solid uh, on his way to being a great great you know we 10, hope he makes a full year, recovery from his yes, torn ACL holy an cow NBA player but you know he really hasn't panned out as the superstar we thought and then with andrew wiggins there's sort of the same thing there's a lot of people saying that his defensive intensity is not matching what he was coming to the league so my obviously not my hope but as a celtics fan i think it is we should definitely be weary of sort of saying we the philly has completed the process because as we saw with wiggins and parker the number one pick might not necessarily turn into the megastar
0: that. And if there's will. a reason why the Celtics traded the number one pick. I think that they liked him and didn't love him. And that yeah. they thought, all the talent is there, but maybe he's not... We, we talk a lot about superstar, foundational superstars who can actually change the culture of an organization, have to be great leaders, mm-hmm. and... It's not necessarily the vibe that you get yes. from
1: Fultz. No, I think Embiid was definitely that guy for the Sixers. I think he's got the personality. Right, like you, he's, even in the got the, 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 30, the
0: thirty games that he played, I remember specifically a game where they beat Toronto, and he yep. got a game sealing block, and then uh, he was at the free throw line and hit the first one, backed up, and did the "Are you not entertained?" and yep. then the yep. like called on the uh, the place to give him some more noise. Like I think that. He, if Embiid were to stay healthy, he'd be that like foundational. Piece. I, th-
1: I think so. And even if he's not healthy, when he's off the court, he's still uh, chirping at Rihanna. So, 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 so so, so media, think, social media, social media MVP. And, and any twenty-two-year-old who's going to go after Rihanna, I think you got to give him respect uh, for Re- that. Rihanna, and... Rihanna
0: is the bay of this podcast, as Sam and mm. I have talked about multiple times. I, did not I we, know that. we also <laughs> we also uh, are of the opinion that she is like the global bay that if you're a uh, like a hot-blooded man or woman yeah. on the planet and you don't like you're not head over heels for Rihanna, we can't help you. Yep. Uh,
1: if if anyone will create peace in the Middle East, it's not Jared Kushner. It's it Rihanna. Is. It is Rihanna. <laughs> she will. She will go. That's she, she needs to be that woman. She she will be who we need to. Oh, to uh, the scenario. fact that
0: uh, there is a uh, like a Buddy Buddy movie being made uh, by Ava DuVernay, who directed Selma, that yeah. she's <laughs> doing a movie with uh, Rihanna and Lupita Nyong'o. Are you serious? Yeah. I apparently, according to Twitter, that's actually a confirmed. According to Ava. Duvernay herself—that's a confirmed thing. I am there, opening night. Yep, for I believe the it. The buddy buddy Rihanna Lupita Yaga movie. In any case, um, the if you're the Celtics, would you rather have you can? I will give you a bunch of different options, Gavi They can either have Porzingis trade for Porzingis, trade for Jimmy Butler, keep the pick, or uh, wait and then sign either Gordon Hayward or Blake Griffin? Which of these guys do you most want to have on the Celtics? Now granted, it's a different... Trading for Porzingis or Butler is different than just signing Hayward. Yes. I... Oh, this is a tough one. So...
1: Celtics. Huge history of, um... You know, Larry Bird, John Havlicek. White people, bawling out. I think Gordon Hayward would fit into that. That being said, my boy Jay Crowder, um... I love him. I remember when everyone chirped our team, uh, saying he was, you know, the throw-in for the Rondo deal, and he's turned out to be the star of that deal. He's created a career out of nowhere on our team. Um, I don't like the fact that Hayward would be competing for his spot.
0: And would not, um, not only compete, but probably take a lot of his minutes. Probably
1: take a lot of his minutes, which would make an unhappy Jay. To, which, to,
0: the, to the point where the Celtics would, if they signed Gordon Hayward, would most likely find a trade destination for Jay Crowder.
1: Yep, and I do not think that we could maximize Jay's value because I think we were the team that maximized Jay's value. Right. Every player gets they, that one chance to get on that great contract with a great fit. I think we're that. I don't see us getting anything of... Equal or even close value uh, for him, um, other than a draft pick that may or may not pan out. Uh, I think of all those guys I was uh, saying earlier over some leftover chicken that Blake Blake Griffin is. Yeah, so you're in on the idea. I am so in on Blake Griffin now. Only if you said you know three years, eighty five million, something like that, below a max deal. uh, I don't think Griffin would go for that uh, because he's. Probably gonna get a better offer elsewhere, but from I think Reed, from the Clippers, they're yes. gonna keep
0: that mediocre. They're gonna team keep together. keep that, that, is that man,
1: but I think with Griffin's even off injured um, athleticism mixed with Jalen Brown and Horford kind of in the front court, Dunk City with you know Avery Smart and Isaiah in the back court would be very fun to watch. Uh, Porzingis, I believe, is the best fit. If I were oh. Danny Ainge, oh. yep, mm, just just get a little uh, Jason Biggs American Pie, a little. Uh, But that, um, if I am Danny Ainge, I make that deal. That is why we've been stockpiling this assets. Now, big men of that size, uh, you know, their knees, they're prone to give out. But I think if you can even just get five years or even three to five of Porzingis' prime right now with our current core would fit perfectly. He can hit that three. You can dunk that ball. He also raps. Grab
0: some some boards.
1: Yep, that that man's a
0: personality. I I, I think Boston would love Porzingis.
1: I think so. I think he's wacky. He's got this... I could just see us... He's got a mean streak, too. Yes, we we could fall in love with this man. And I think if you're Danny... Why the hell else are you stockpiling all these assets and all these players on team-friendly contracts if you're not going to cash in? And I think this is the man. We didn't know he was available. He should not be available, as we said earlier. No, he should not. If you're be. the Knicks. The only reason you're trading him is because you're the Knicks. and yes, you're, true. Shout, out, shout out to James Dolan, the worst owner in yep. sport. Shout out to Phil he, Jackson, who shouldn't be working. In who owns basketball Who owns anymore. the Mets? Because they're the second worst owners. Shout out to New York for having <laughs> terrible owners. Uh um, the, the Jets? Yep, had, <laughs> the Jets and the Mets—they're both both terrible. But anyway. I think the Knicks take the cake. I honestly do. I think the, I don't know, man. If you fuck up Matt Harvey and Stephen Matts and the, the, Noah Syndergaard, the Mets made the World Prime, Series two years that ago. That is a good point, And now they're and, toiling and the Jets, in mediocrity. And the Jets
0: uh, made the AFC Championship game too. Back to yes, back years. Yes, with
1: Mark Sanchez and before that they had Chad Pennington, which we will never forget. Or did they? Shout remember, out, shout they? out, Chad Pennington. Yeah, shout out, Chad Pennington. I, um, I can't remember if they actually had him or he was just on the cover of Sports Illustrated. No, he was definitely a in Jet. In any yeah. case. Anyway, uh, I think Porzingis is the cake that we have been waiting for. And if you're Danny, you better make the mother of all offers. A good offer. Um, Unfortunately, this is the problem of being a Celtics fan, is Twitter is correct, and, you know, hardwood paroxysm or whatever is always chirping Celtics fans for. We always have these assets, and then we never want to give them up. We say Rozier is, like, you know, worthy of Porzingis. But I I really don't want to trade Marcus Smart. I love Marcus. I love his intensity. I this, don't want This, to this leads in.
0: directly into the question that Good. I wanted to ask you, because two of the Celtics' uh, assets, Avery Bradley and Marcus Smart, are going to be free agents at the end of next season and are going to, uh, in the open market, demand a pretty high number. Mm-hmm. And so, do you think it's best if the Celtics trade at least one of those guys now, or do you want to hold on to them and see if they can get something for them at the deadline, or maybe even pay? Because both of those guys were, A, drafted by the Celtics, and we've B have we've watched them develop and perform uh up and down in yeah. playoff games. This
1: the my, my problem is Avery Bradley and Nomar Garcia-Para have a lot in common cuz Avery he's that guy he's come up with the team, he's learned how to shoot, he has done Every single thing we have asked him, we've watched him blossom into, he, was it first or second before, team on defense? All defense. Defensive. I believe he yeah. was
0: first team on defense a year or two ago. Yep. And, and yeah, he uh, before he got hurt in the middle of this past season, he was averaging 18 points and eight rebounds.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, legitimately. he was, he was having a fabulous season. And he's still young. I think he's only... 25, 6? 26, 27, something like that. Uh, I think it might be 26. But I think that Marcus Smart, if you had to pick between two, I would keep Marcus Smart. One, because he's younger, and just like Avery, you know, four years ago, he didn't know how to shoot either. He learned, now he's a knockdown shooter. Um, I love Marcus Smart's just, just bulldog crazy. He takes on LeBron, and this is not an indictment on Avery Bradley, who I think embodies a lot of the same categories, but I think it's a simple thing of age. I think if you have to trade one of them, I would trade the older one let Marcus kind of develop a little more in the organization. And that pains me to say it because Avery, he's the last one left over. He is the only one from the um the Rondo KG he Pierce. He's the last around. one. He and was a rookie
0: in twenty twelve. God, if he hadn't gotten hurt yep. he would have given Dwayne Wade fits in that Eastern Conference finals. Yep.
1: So just just like when we the Red Sox traded Nomar in 04, it's like I can't I can't be happy about it, but I think if you're gonna do it, I think it's the right move. Um I, I would give up I think the number
0: three pick Bradley, uh, and another pick, either maybe next year's Memphis pick, which we have. We have a Memphis pick, and I think the we do the, like the, the twenty nineteen. I think twenty eighteen Memphis. Memphis and twenty nineteen yeah. Clippers pick. Yes, and yeah. so either want to take your pick of either the Memphis or the Clippers pick. In fact, you know what? Have both of those, the number three and Bradley for Porzingis. I'd do that. I him. would do all that. I would, do, I would that. do all that. Now I don't know if the Knicks would. I don't think the Knicks would, nor yes. should they. No. Again, they shouldn't. Hey, they maybe shouldn't if we maybe him. if we
1: throw in Jordan Mickey, I don't know. We might Stop, be able. We might love, be able I, to I, do it. God bless. God bless
0: <laughs> Jordan Mickey. I, he's not gonna ever be a rotation. He'll, anymore, he'll, he.
1: He. W- I think he. W- he has a future. Uh, it might no. be as a car salesman or uh,
0: something else. But I. He, I love. I love Jordan Mickey. Me too. Love him.
1: He, uh, LSU him, shout out to I the watched, south. I watched he, him.
0: I watched him get three blocks in a row at the end of the Celtics Grizzlies game one time, and it was like one of the highlights of that whole season. Yep. Uh, and like I root, I root for all these Celtics draft picks, but they're gonna have Ante Zizic next year. Who's yeah, Sele, that Gershaw, man. Yabusele. Ooh, I love. It. I re- I
1: remember when they picked him last year. I was working, um, and there was one guy at the bar who is a, a huge Celtics fan, one of the only ones in Birmingham, Alabama. Big Celtics fan, and we both had a moment. We locked eyes at each other across the room when they picked Yabusele, and we just gave each other like a "What the fuck?" Yeah, who look. like who is this? Who guy? the hell is this? Why would we do this? But now, I mean, I
0: fall in love with him, the dancing bear. Yeah, oh my god, I, Fra- uh, what French Draymond? Yep, French Draymond, exactly. I, I am so excited for him and Zizic to be on the team. Yep, uh, which is another reason they should trade Smart and or I way. think
1: so because I, I think if. If you do trade one of those guys and bring in a Porzingis, um, you know you could have Rozier kind of fill that still that kind of Evan Turner role, and then have you know Zizik or uh, Zizak or whatever the heck, uh, Yabo Sele come in and be that third big man, and then you've got Horford, Porzingis, and one of those two, and you could really it's, really it's, do some damage.
0: It's 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 such a weird spoiled thing to say, but I I don't think if I were Danny Ainge I would get a wink of sleep ever because I'm just I've got all these assets to juggle and try and deal at the right time. it's a timing thing it's a can you can you get more than you give and it's an impossible task that he's been saddled with because of the great trade that they made with the Nets yep it's made this one of the biggest and quickest rebuilds ever. They missed the playoffs one year. Post KG Pierce Ray Allen and they have given spoiled Celtics fans like Gavi and myself the luxury of rooting for a competitive team as they have high draft picks. They just went to the Eastern Conference Finals and landed the number one pick in the draft. That just that, happens. That is that is a
1: feeling that most of you will never know. Right. And, and it's so a, it's a good feeling. And yet <laughs> and yet
0: here and yet we're so spoiled that here I sit complaining about the fact that the Celtics main just just you have all these assets, and then you sort of just sit on your hands. And I don't know if they're ever going to be able to, to to fire off the deal that there just seems to be on the horizon perpetually. Yep. It's a good a good problem to
1: have. We're either going to be great or we're going to be good, but I'll take I'll take either one. You know, uh, it's, it's going to be fun to watch. Do uh,
0: Do you think that any of these guys pass the top five? are is is there I don't I don't know how closely you followed the college game but yeah. is there a guy that you think is going to be better than people think
1: Yeah Jonathan I think it's Jonathan Allen from Texas Jonathan uh, Allen is that from him Texas.
0: he's he's I forget I forget let me look up Not Jonathan actual. Isaac the big guy from Florida State. No, no. Uh, I don't even Jonathan know if his first Allen? name is is
1: um but there's let me look this up
0: A guy from Texas
1: Yeah uh so he's like pretty much Miles Turner 2.0 um, Alright. he's a center as well he He's a huge guy.
0: Let me look. Huge, this up. huge. He played the five huge. at Texas. This no, is this riveting. Is the wrong guy, riveting. No, no. See, radio. I'm,
1: I'm thinking of Jonathan Allen, the defensive end from University of Alabama. Oh. Roll Tide. Well, John- Wrong guy. Anyway, I forget his name, but there's a there's a center from Texas. I believe his last name is Allen. Um, he's projected to go. I think in like the 14 to kind of like 20 range. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been watching him. Young guy. Um complete Miles Turner clone. I think he will get passed on for those uh, sort of criteria. People will think, oh, is he Miles Turner? Is he not? Um, And I think people will think not. I think he'll slip even to maybe like the Brooklyn Nets at like 23 or whatever their draft pick is. Um, But I think he – I watched him a lot when I was in the South. Uh, I think he's going to be good. Um, Good kind of stretch, stretch big man. A couple of I'm quick, guy's a couple
0: name. of quick trade reviews as yeah. as we're going through the headlines. Oh, uh, yeah, trade reviews and just general NBA headlines. Gabby, yay or nay on Dwight getting traded to the Hornets and the the Hawks starting a rebuild and the Hornets just saying, well, screw it, we'll take. I a just want to say, away. as
1: as I've been in Alabama for the past four years, Atlanta has sort of been my adopted team. I've I've rooted for them. I was a big fan of the whole Corver, Millsap, you know, Jeff Teague. Kind of like big four, sort of. Um, they all
0: they didn't they all make the all star team. They did, yeah.
1: I, I was really team pumped Corver, about that. Horford um, Millsap all made the all star yes. team. But I I think that if you so that was his hometown. Dwight Howard's hometown is Atlanta. If you go, I just say R I P. Shaking my head at both Atlanta and Dwight. I mean, you pull him in as your hometown kid, and he doesn't even last a year. I mean. I think this trade is irrelevant. I don't think it will do anything to really change the landscape. But it signals Um, that Atlanta
0: is probably...
1: Atlanta is one of those sorry sports franchises that should and could be championship level year in and year out they've got the fan base they've got the market
0: they were a field goal a couple of runs and a field goal away from winning the Super Bowl well that's a good
1: point but they forgot they went up against God himself no 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 no, no, no,
0: no, they forgot to run the ball that is true shout out to Kyle Shanahan who I think is going to do great things in San Francisco as their coach but in any case uh, you're right that Atlanta, I, I believe after the Spurs, the Atlanta Hawks also have the longest active playoff streak. They
1: do, which is which is strange because I think, um, I remember from- They only made
0: the conference finals that yeah, one year. Yeah, and, and I
1: remember the early days against, um, you know, Atlanta was always that scrappy team that would face the Celtics in like 08, 09 and 2010 and kind of take us, you know, to six or seven games. Um, they they had a little fight. I remember Spencer Hawes used to be on the- Philly. Uh, yeah, but, but before that, I'm pretty sure he
0: was on the Hawks. I think he killed us. No kidding. I think he was. I, I remember I, like, Spencer Hawes on Philly, but I do remember early Zaza. That's that might that could early be who Zaza on the Hawks. I remember uh, Josh Smith, yeah. Joe Johnson. Yeah, was, yep. And that and, that
1: hundred billion dollar contract at Joe Johnson. That was a uh, ISO Joe. Yep. Shout out ISO Joe. On, I think he on Utah he, Jazz he killing he it.
0: He didn't. He didn't get uh, uh, properly appreciated until the mm-hmm. late stages of his career. But goddamn, can that dude get a bucket? Yep. Uh but the anyway, other thing yeah. that I wanted to ask you is, yeah, like, who do you think won that Lakers-Nets trade where they traded D'Angelo Russell and Mozgov for, uh, for uh, I believe it was... Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez and the tw- number 27 pick? Yes.
1: Um, okay. I think the Lakers won that deal. Uh, do here's you think why. Was,
0: do, do you think it was a win-win, ultimately? Do you think both oh, teams benefited? Oh, yes, benefit?
1: definitely. I think Brooklyn got better in the short term and the long term. They... D'Angelo Russell is one of those guys who... Like he needed a change of scenery. Number two pick needs a change of scenery. Is still very, very young. 21. Yes. In a in a on a Brooklyn team that really lacks any go-to scoring besides Brooke Lopez, who they traded. So <laughs> I think it's pretty much his team now. And I think with Sean Kilpatrick and um Day, Hollis Jefferson, shout out, University of Arizona. Love is R-S-J. a great I Love was R-S-J. I wanted him on the Celtics so bad. He's that three and D. I, I think they've got a good sort of young guard core with those three, and I think they could go forward and do some good things. Uh, I think the Lakers, too, if you are gearing up for a run at Paul George and potentially a run at, at LeBron. LeBron with Lonzo Ball, potentially with this second pick, I think that was the necessary and the right move. And, and now you
0: have, you not only do you get rid of Mozgov, but Brook yep. Lopez is an expiring Who is, and contract. And he is still
1: very, very good. Lopez, so, yeah, Yes, he, I think he can help them in the short turns term. Turns out
0: he has three-point range.
1: Yes, he does, and I, I think he will make them better uh, now. And and most importantly, it cleared a pretty ridiculous... Which, honestly, let's say that Mozgov deal is one of the worst yeah, deals. Him, the, the, Why the fudge would you, the you other, throw the other, $60 million to Mozgov? The, I don't the, know. the other
0: awful deal that they did was they gave it to Lou Deng. but yes, They can, they can um, use the stretch provision on him now. And yeah, and, and now they space. can use
1: him. But I and, I think Lopez is sneaky good. He's, he's a personality. He's a funny guy. I think he'll do well oh in L.A. Um, I like him. I'm sad that he's on the Lakers because... Screw the Lakers. I can never, Always. never root for them. I, however, I want, I
0: want them to be just good enough to play the Celtics in the finals and lose. Yes. See, that that would <laughs> be fabulous. Like, if we could do which, that again. Which, but, which is, you know... The 2023 finals, yep. right? Once the Warriors are done reeling yep. off five or six titles. Whatever exactly. The I'm, I'm excited
1: for like Jalen Brown Jr. and, you know, Julius Randle to face off and it'll be a nice, uh, you know. Jalen Brown, the 2022, <laughs> yep. 23 MVP. MVP, exactly. Uh, uh, it'll be good. But I, I do think that was a good deal for both teams. Um, it kind of came out of nowhere in, it in my come mind. It did it scares me because I I remember the last time L.A. geared up, brought in Steve Nash and Dwight Howard, I vomited and then laughed myself to the bank as they sucked. Sucked. But I don't think that'll happen again. I think this round of the L.A. Lakers quote-unquote super team, whatever they're going to try to put together in the next two years, does will does, be better than that fake super team. Does and, Paul
0: George end up on the Lakers and when?
1: Um, Paul George ends up on the Lakers next year. Um. Now I, I I do not think that.
0: Do you think that that means that Indiana just sits on it, waits, sees if he's he makes an All NBA team and can yeah? Offer so more so money? my
1: my one hesitation is, and I know you can't uh, use the Chicago Bulls front office as like a very good example because they're <laughs> just so like dysfunctional. But like the same thing with Jimmy Butler, it's like if you were gonna trade him, you should have done it already. And the yes. same thing with Paul George, I don't know why it was. It's kind of like this elephant in the room, like those two players are like trying to go somewhere and I, I I don't I don't see Indiana really pulling the deal and if they do trade him I th- I literally think it'll be to like someone random like Sacramento or like someone like starving for just like
0: a, a few rental? months of a
1: star just to like get the fan base more into it, but I really don't see the Lakers trading for Paul George and, uh, until he you becomes think, a free You think agent. they're waiting? Okay, I so, think they'll wait. I really think if they that's will.
0: the case, if he does not get traded to the Lakers, I think that Indiana waits, mm-hmm. sees if he makes an All NBA team, and if he does, then Paul George has a very interesting, potentially influential decision to make because the whole reason that the uh, CP3 and LeBron and a bunch of guys used. Their leverage in the negotiation for the new collective bargaining agreement to have players who were drafted by that team be get the 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 the, the new supermax where yeah the Pacers if George makes an All NBA team would be able to offer him you know forty to fifty mil over the course of that contract more than the Lakers would yeah, which is then, just then then George gets to have this great decision where he's like should I take fifty million dollars. Mm-hmm. Or should I take uh, the Lakers? Yeah. And I think if he chooses the Lakers, it's sort of a decision that might have a domino effect in the next couple of years because other superstars might choose a big market over yeah. uh, I, all that money. However, I, yeah. I don't know how he or anybody could be could turn down that much more money over the length of a five-year deal. Mm-hmm. I don't think I could.
1: I... Ah, uh, shit! I've, I don't nev- know. I've never been in the position where no, I was no. offered no. two two hundred versus two hundred fifty million. But I I was listening to a uh, a show the other day where um you know it was a uh, shout out Pat McAfee on Barstool Sports was talking about how you get paid once Pat you get McAfee, paid. Hunter? Yes. the The only thing he's he's on Barstool now. Oh, yeah, he he that. retired. It's crazy. But um he was he was saying that if you're an athlete. You, you want two things. You want to win and you want money. And usually the thing that comes first is the money. So once you get paid, you sort of step back and you realize fuck, now all I want to do, I just want to win. Now I think that Paul George is smart and he knows that Indiana is not the best free agent uh, destination. I think Paul George is the best thing that will happen to the Pacers in a while. Mm-hmm. And I think if he were smart, he should take you know, it's, it is 50 million less per se, but he's still going to be making a boatload of money to go to the lakers and i think he would have a much better chance of winning on that team even Uh with the warriors than uh on the pacers i don't see i agree with you the pacers being able to bring that in and i think he's smart enough and uh shrewd enough to kind of make that sort of business decision and go home and play with the lakers now i'll i would i would hate to see him on that team because he's one of my favorites he he, you know, he fought LeBron for three years in the Eastern Conference yeah, Finals, did. and he he's my boy. You know, he was the last thing he uh, made made
0: the, oh, this phenomenal recovery from. He did. That he he had the ninety degree angle. Yeah, the, the most injury. gruesome
1: injury I've ever seen. This side of Sean Livingston, yeah. I would have thrown up on the court if if it's I were there. Seriously. Dwayne Wade was like boiled over. I don't know how he didn't uh, how he didn't uh, keep. but yeah. I, I I think he will end up uh, with L.A. Uh, at the end of next season. I think he'll sign. Uh, I think the Pacers will offer him more money, and if they can, I think they will. But I think regardless, he's
0: going to pick the uh, the Lakers. Bottom line: a couple of questions before we get out of here. One: Do you think ten years from now we look back and we say Markel Fultz is the best player from this draft? No, I don't. No, um, and I think I think it has to do with that attitude thing you
1: said. I think I think somebody, um, somebody, whether it's Lonzo Ball because
0: so so you are not banking on any one guy. You are just banking on the fact that there is six or seven. No, dudes. I, I
1: think this is going to be a draft class, uh, not like 03 in terms of star power, but 03 in terms of like like the first six guys off the board are going to be solid, like yeah. good NBA players. Kind of like the draft where Paul Pierce came out, where it was just like you, know, you just had solid guys all across the, the board. Draft. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think Markel Fultz, um, you know, obviously, I, I you know, this is weird because I. I barely watched him in Washington. He was not in the NCAA tournament. Um, but I got to trust my boy Danny Ainge, and if my boy Danny Ainge doesn't think he's going to be the best player in the draft, then, you know, maybe he's not. So I'm going to go with that.
0: But, are you if, are, are you going to be watching with bated breath tomorrow night? Uh, yes,
1: 100%. I will be in Vermont with my mom, and I'm going to try to give her the attention that she deserves. But <laughs> I think I'm going to be glued to Twitter and checking out this draft. So. Two,
0: two things. One, do you want to shout yourself out on Twitter? Do you want to give out like for the people if anybody listening wants to follow you on Twitter, do you want to give Yeah, out if, any... if
1: you want to follow me, uh, I'm a big fan of ASAP Ferg, uh, ASAP <laughs> Mob, my my jam RIP to ASAP Yams. Um, so my, my Twitter Love handle man. is at, at Masta Bruce, M-A-H-S-T-A-H Bruce, um, you can follow me there. You can follow me on Instagram at Big Texas Gavi. It's a Big long Texas story. Gavi. Big Texas Gavi. I was really high at 420 Fest four years ago. Uh, that in makes Atlanta. sense. It's a, good, it's a
0: pretty pretty logical place to be. stuck. Yep.
1: My friend who is about 200 pounds and three feet taller than me called himself Small Town Pete. So I decided, well, if he's Small Town Pete, then I'm Big, Big Texas, Texas Gavi because I'm 20 billion pounds smaller than him. I, anyway, and um, one other
0: thing is, do you have like a random? twitter account that you love following that you want to shout out to the people to go follow
1: yes i do this is great okay it's go uh for it. jehovah's thickness not jehovah's witness but jehovah's thickness so that's uh, i think it's like jehovah you know right. normal and then thickness i think it's t-h-i-c-c it's got to be a double c uh-huh. n-e-s-s um i'm pretty sure that's it but they'll get you with the hilarity they've got some political commentary they've got some good dank memes uh really anything you want also foxy grandpa 62 uh for your spongebob quotes um that's a good one shout out to all the five-year-olds listening um uh you know no no everybody everybody loves spongebob everybody five-year-olds to
0: 55-year-olds love spongebob
1: yeah jehovah's thickness and foxy grandpa 62 i love it gov
0: i'm really glad that you came on this podcast man me too it's it's been a dream it's been a good day um as always, you can listen to all episodes of Fighting Fire with Fire at soundcloud.com slash fightingfirewithfire. Give us a like or comment on Facebook, facebook.com slash the AJ Rose Show. Follow us on Twitter at the AJ Rose Show. Send us an email, ajroseshow at gmail.com. Hit me up on Twitter, Instagram, or Snapchat at A-Jeremy Rose, AJeremyRose, A-J-E-R-E-M-Y-R-O-S-E. Uh, for Gavi Kaplan, I'm AJ Rose. This has been Fighting Fire with Fire. Go Celtics. I hope roll they, Tide. Yeah, and, and, and Roll Tide. As <laughs> Go bonus.
1: Celtics in a roll time and we
0: will see you guys next time. Cheers.